the following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. And yes, I had a dream that Mexico made it to the World Cup and it happened. And that's what we'll talk about on this episode of the podcast. We are going to discuss how Mexi was right and said that the US would not qualify to the World Cup. Haha, <laughs> yes. Um, I believe I called it last year. Or, yeah, I believe it was when Mexico beat the U.S. in Columbus. And after that, the U.S. had lost uh, some points. They were fourth. And then I looked up the upcoming schedules of games for the CONCACAF. And they fired Klinsman. And Bruce Arenas was hired as the coach. Uh, You know, he coached the U.S. national team before. And I said, you know what? I don't think the U.S. is going to make it. The U.S. is not going to the World Cup. So, yeah. Now, this makes me so happy. Well, Mitzi, why are you against America? Why don't you like the U.S. national team? Let me clarify, clarify a few things, okay? It's not that... I hate America. I don't. I love the U.S. I love living in this country. I love America. I love most U.S. national teams. You know, but most of them are, you know, pro pro players that play for the national team. Like, case in point, the Olympics for basketball. The U.S. sends all their NBA stars. <laughs> Who else am I going to root for? Mexico half the time doesn't even go because our basketball team is terrible. So... And you have to qualify. And we just don't. So, yeah, I mean... Well, it's not really that I'm rooting for the U.S. national team. It's like, the players that go... I enjoy watching them play in the NBA. Okay. Uh, I root usually for Mexican athletes... uh, At the Olympics. In soccer, I... You know... If it's, if it's national teams, I always root for Mexico unless Mexico is not officially in the tournament. So case in point, uh, the Euro tournament uh, between all the European countries. Obviously, Mexico is not a European country, even though some of you may not know that out there. Study your geography, people. 
stay in school. Anyhow, uh, so I'll root for England first because I lived there 11 years. Switzerland second. There we go. Um, but yeah, no, I've rooting for the Mexican national team. You learn to not root for the U.S. national team. I wouldn't say it's a heated rivalry. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's a rivalry to a certain degree because even though I believe the head-to-head is in Mexico's favor, I really don't see the U.S. national team as that big of a rival to Mexico as far as men's soccer is concerned unless they do shady shit, which the U.S. national team always does, and we'll get to that here shortly. So, uh, but because Mexico used to not have a women's soccer team, the women's soccer team I grew up watching and grew up loving is the U.S. national team. Because for the longest time, and even to date, you can make that argument, the U.S. women's team is better than the men's. They've won more World Cups. And they kick ass. I mean, I'm pretty sure in a penalty shootout, Hope Solo's a better goalkeeper than Tim Howard. Just throwing that out there. Anyhow, let's get to the uh, recent qualifications for the World Cup. The field is almost entirely set, except for the intercontinental playoffs and the European playoffs. I will explain what those are for those who don't know, obviously. But um, in October, most of the qualifications ended. The Mexican national team, having won every single game early on, well, they had two draws, I believe, and also, uh, well, ended up losing the last game 3-2 in Honduras against Honduras. That allowed Honduras to move up to the fourth position, provided, you know, Costa Rica lost to Panama and the U.S. lost to Trinidad and Tobago in Trinidad and Tobago. So, Mexico was ahead on points. They had basically 21 points, five points clear of Costa Rica at the time before the last set of games happened. There was no way Mexico was not finishing first in the hexagonal. So, Mexico didn't really care. They, they made it put up a good fight. I don't know if they kind of did it on purpose or not. Mexico has a tendency of doing that, of being uh, you know, a little laissez-faire against teams they look down on. And they'd already qualified. Most of their key starters weren't there. But still a team good enough to beat Honduras. So, we lost 3-2. Whoop-dee-doo, we were already qualified. Nobody cares. Costa Rica also. Costa Rica was already qualified. They could care less losing the Panama. But they were tied. Mainly because Panama got awarded a goal that never actually crossed the goal line. Uh, it appeared as though it did from where the, goal, uh, the referee was standing. But it actually went over the line on the outside of the goal. And they ruled it a goal. And I don't see how that's even possible. 
where they had two guys standing behind the goal. They didn't say anything. Panama didn't even think they scored. They were more worried about, uh, you know, a penalty kick because their guy got taken down right as he was about to score. And this led to the little, you know, tassel and the ball ended up going over the line on the outside of the goal, not on the inside of the goal. But the ref didn't see it. The ref awarded a goal. Game's tied. Then at the last minute, Panama scored the goal they needed to qualify, jump into third position, and basically put the U.S. out, provided the U.S. lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Now, the U.S., you would think as the second-best team in the hexagonal, in this the second best team in CONCACAF period because if it's not Mexico or the US everybody else sucks just let's just be frank okay nobody is gonna believe Honduras is good Jamaica Trinidad Tobago Cuba Guatemala El Salvador Nicaragua Costa Rica Costa Rica I would say is a distant third if you had to classify them in order yeah no Sorry, Mexico and the U.S. should not be losing to any of those teams, in my opinion. But the U.S. doesn't travel well. They're terrible. They don't play like they're supposed to. And an own goal that tricked and went over Tim Howard gave Trinidad Tobago a 1-0 lead. And then, I don't know how this, the guy from Trinidad Tobago scored that second goal. He just kicked it from way off. He was by himself, mind you. So shitty defending And beat Timmy Howard With a cracker Of a shot And the US Loses 2-0 US officially in the 5th spot In the hexagonal Fails to qualify for the World Cup In forever Oh, It made me so sad Oh, All these US fans were like Oh no we didn't qualify to the World Cup. What on earth am I going to watch next year, next summer? It's called baseball. You love it. So shut it. Okay? I'm tired of these fake soccer fans here in the U.S. That, oh, yeah, I love the U.S. national team. Oh, yeah, I love soccer. Oh, I love MLS. Oh, Oh, but I have like five different favorite teams. I love Barcelona. I love Manchester United. I love the Columbus Crew. And me, 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 me. Yeah, no. Great, knowledgeable soccer fans have one club, one country. In my case, Liverpool FC and Mexico. Mexico plays anybody else country-wise. I root for Mexico. It doesn't matter if it's U17, U21, or the full, you know, squad. I root for Mexico, okay? I, yeah, I can cheer for other countries if Mexico's not in the tournament or out of the tournament. But if Mexico played every country, it would always be Mexico. Oh, but I root for two national teams. Really? Well, if USA played, I don't know, say your other favorite team. Who'd you root for? Or the U.S.? Then you root for the U.S., now shut the fuck up. Same thing. If the crew played your Manchester United or the crew played Barcelona, who would you root for? Well, uh, the crew... Yeah, yeah. So your crew fan, shut up. But these fake fans drive me nuts. 
Because there, I saw all these complaints. Oh my god, uh, it's the end of US soccer. Oh no, soccer is not going to be great again. Oh no, oh, we're eliminated. I'm so sad. Oh. And let me give you an example. I'm going to call out some peeps, okay, from the Jackaroos, especially Mr. Brent Bags. You may remember him. He was on episode 80 and 82 on the podcast. Oh, no, the U.S. didn't qualify. Oh, what am I going to do? Who am I going to root for? Really? That's your biggest concern? Who you're going to root for at the World Cup next year in Russia? 2018? Here's an idea. Mexico. Oh, well, no, I'm going to root for Spain. Did they qualify? That kind of question is exactly why all these fake fans need to just crawl back onto their hole, focus on your college football, focus on your baseball, and stop pretending like you know what you're talking about when it comes to soccer and stop pretending like you love football get the fuck out of here fuck off not knowing who's qualified is exactly why you should not be watching any soccer whatsoever if you don't know who's qualified and you don't follow the qualifications yeah you probably shouldn't say anything about us mexico or anything about the qualifiers Well, how does the system work? If you don't know how the qualifying rounds are are, go on per 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 confederation, you don't even know what a confederation is. The FIFA rankings? No, you don't look any of that up. I will be the first to admit I don't watch the Mexican Mexican national team every time. Most of the U17, U21 games, I don't watch them. I don't have time. I don't care. Uh, most of the friendly matches, Mexico versus Cameroon, Mexico versus so-and-so, if it's a friendly, those really don't mean anything. So I don't watch them. And if I have time, I'll watch the Mexican national team, you know, and the important games. The qualifying rounds, like the, the hexagonal, I basically watched every game. I believe the only one I was not able to catch was the Mexico-Panama game. Because I think I had something to do. I want to say I was busy. But I also use the theory of, and I do the same thing with the Buckeyes. If I know or I anticipate a beatdown, I'm not going to watch the game. I have better shit to watch. Like, Mexico should be killing Panama 4-0. I, don't, I should not have to watch the game. OSU against Maryland, 62-14. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. Why? Because I knew we were going to kick Maryland's ass. Okay? It was homecoming. You always pick a shitty team to kick their ass on that homecoming uh, weekend. Guess what? I'm not watching that game because I know we're going to win. I, I always expect the best out of my teams. And the Buckeyes are no different. The Buckeyes should not be losing a single fucking game. We already lost Oklahoma. But that's, you know, beside the point. Mexico, same thing. In the CONCACAF, in the hexagonal, we should not be losing a single game. And it is sad. And this is where we'll start talking about the U.S. national teams. Well, the U.S. federations. Shadiness when it comes to organization and their games the US national team with 
the home field advantage that they try to create should not be losing any home games, let alone not qualifying because in the CONCACAF, it's a reason it's called an hexagonal, okay? The earlier rounds are for the shittier teams in the Caribbean, the small islands, you know, the teams like Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Belize to all eliminate themselves. Then the bigger countries jump in in the later rounds and eventually you end up with a group of six, hence hexagonal for those who don't know their shapes. Yeah. And, well, makes me... Uh, the U.S. doesn't do any shadiness. What are you talking about? Let me throw out some fun facts for you, okay? When I first moved here in 2002, and that was, let's see. Okay, that was after the World Cup in South Korea, Japan, okay? I think 2004 was the beginning of the qualifying rounds for the following World Cup that was going to be in Germany in 2006. So, um... I used to be able to go and I went to like three or four Mexico games at Cruz Stadium. And it was easy. You would go. Actually, well, I think it was maybe to. Um, yeah, the other one was in the Cruz Stadium. I was at, actually, I take that back. It was in Soldier Field, it was the Gold Cup. That was easy to get into. Uh, but yeah, anyways. So I used to be able to go to the Mexico-USA games. Always always play at Columbus Crew Stadium. Huh, interesting. Always in November. Hmm, we'll get to that in a second. So I used to be able to get in. No big deal. Easy to get tickets. The entire stands would be nothing but Mexico fans. Oh, what did the U.S. do? Oh, well, uh, we, we need to have more home, fa- home fans there. So they stopped selling tickets to anyone. They would only sell tickets first to Columbus Crew season ticket holders. Huh. Most Columbus Crew season ticket holders were American. So then, little by little, you had less Mexicans in the stand against, you know, in the Mexico-USA games at the Columbus Crew Stadium. Now... Obviously, Columbus is one of the cities. We have a lot of Mexicans in Columbus. But it's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not, you know, Florida. It's not Texas. So why always play in Columbus, huh? And it's always in November where there's a chance that by then it will be colder. You play in L.A. or Texas in November, it's not going to be that cold. But huh, yeah, we'll play in the crew. Yeah, because they want the home field advantage against Mexico. Well, so you guys have to get a stick of stadium. It's an altitude. And why can't we do home home field advantage? Oh, let me let me let me explain the big difference. Mexico always plays their games at the Azteca Stadium. Yes, it's a fortress. Yes, yes, it's an excellent home field advantage. But we always play there. It's the biggest stadium in Mexico, possibly one of the biggest in the world. 
Why wouldn't we want to play there? We can fit most Mex- more Mexicans. So, yeah. You're damn sure we're going to play our home games, all of them there. We've always played all of our home games there. And guess what? Honduras always plays in their capital. Panama always plays in Panama City. Trinidad Tobago always plays on that same field. And yes, they don't have the money or the economy to have state-of-the-art stadiums like we do in the U.S. But it's always the same one. That flood in, that flooded field where the U.S. played against Trinidad Tobago, it's the same field that everybody else has to play on too. And it's always flooded. It was flooded four years ago in the qualifiers. It's flooded this time. Oh, but Bruce Arena was the first to complain. Oh, we, nah, we the, the field is flooded. Uh, I want to see some of those European powerhouse teams come and, and try to qualify in the CONCACAF. See how they like it. Okay, number one, Brucey. Which powerhouses are you talking about? Germany, Spain, Italy, England, France, uh, and Portugal? I'm pretty sure all of those countries, if they played in the hexagonal, would have no problem finishing in the top four. Regardless of whether it's a flooded field or not. But the U.S. national team should have no room to complain. If they played every single home game in the Columbus Crew Stadium, I would not be bitching. Nobody would, would care. But guess what? You play Panama. Oh, now the home game's in Nashville, Tennessee. How many Panamanians do you think live there? Zero. Oh, Honduras. Is the home game in, in Miami? Oh, no. Damn sure. If you play Cuba, I'm pretty sure the home game's not in Miami. Oh, it's in Seattle. Interesting. Last time I checked, hardly any Honduras and uh, Cubans, Cuban nationals up there. Hmm. And the U.S. likes to play sometimes in Denver and altitude against Costa Rica. You might you may remember a few a few years ago their qualifying game. Oh, my! Let's give let's just do a comparison. My amateur soccer games, indoor, outdoor, whatever, would get canceled if there was a blizzard outside. We could drive to the indoor field, or if there's thunder and lightning 50 miles away oh my god let's cancel the game but a blizzard Denver that March I believe got hit with a huge snowstorm it was a blizzard during the game you could not see the field and instead of postponing it oh no no we're playing in the snow USA ended up winning huh interesting so that's okay Costa Rica obviously is not going to complain. They've never seen snow before. They don't know what snow is. It doesn't snow in Costa Rica. But I guarantee you they've never played in it. So obviously adapting to it and the cold. Yeah, you got a little bit of advantage there, U.S. national team. Oh, but that's okay. But a little bit of water in Trinidad Tobago. Oh my God, let's bitch about it. Yeah. And I know it's a money thing. I know it's 
you know, whatever you want to, excuse you want to say it is. But you could make more money if you had all these games, say, New York, Houston, L.A., Miami. Though, let's, say, let's just say you focus on those four cities as your four home game cities and only those four. You would make much more money because the stadiums are bigger. You can fit more people. But no, you want to have a little edge because you don't want that many away fans. Oh, but it's acceptable for the Chargers in the NFL to have more away fans in their shitty L.A. stadium that they have to play in for the time being. Oh, it's okay for the Rams to have less more away fans than home fans, you know, at the Coliseum. Oh, but heaven forbid the U.S. national team does. Mm. Yeah. And it's every time that kind of shady behavior. That combined with the fact that, you know, players like Timmy Howard, who a few gold cups ago like to be racist and say, oh, I don't know why the, the, the ceremony for the gold cup award ceremony was, was interpreted in Spanish. Uh, because you're in LA and Mexico won it and most of the state has Spanish speakers or the majority of the state speaks Spanish. So, or not even the state, let's just say the majority of the stadium attendance speak, uh, fans in attendance speak Spanish. Yeah. So quit being racist. Timmy Howard, you suck. Oh, it makes me so glad that players like him, Clem Dempsey, Altador, oh, when Donovan left too, oh, they're all out the door. Guess what? Next set of qualifiers don't start until 2020. You guys will be so old, you won't even be on the team. You shouldn't be on the team this time around. Klinsman was doing an excellent job of not bringing you guys on board because he knew that you guys needed to get better tactically and bring in more youth and he was actually trying to get players who were half Mexican to play for the U.S. national team because they would never play for Mexico. He was actually being smart about it. Oh, but players like Dempsey and all the other guys, oh, we don't understand his tactics. Eh, we lost against Mexico at home because we didn't we, we, we didn't understand the strategy. Uh, we don't know how to do a 3-5-2. A yeah, uh, that's a problem if you don't know how to play in a 3-5-2. Or just better yet, defend better. You lost your home game against Mexico in Columbus, which, oh, that was was such a beautiful victory last year. And then the one time you actually played a home game that favored the away team, you lost that one too. You actually played Costa Rica in New York City and assumed you would have more home fans? Yeah, you're an idiot. Costa Rica ended up winning that game. Oh, poor USA. Well, you know, and it's kind of sad because since you look at CONCACAF, which is basically North America, Central America, and the Caribbean, Mexico and the U.S. are by far the two better teams. It drives me nuts that every two years the Gold Cup is in the U.S. Yeah, it brings more money. I get it. But you can have it in Canada and Mexico. Or do a combination of all three, like you kind of want to do for an upcoming World Cup bid that you submitted. I don't see why you can't do that. Why does it always have to be in the U.S.? 
Mexico has the most Gold Cup victories. But then here's the problem. It's every two years. And sometimes Mexico has more important tournaments to play. Like this, this past Gold Cup, for example. We had just sent our team to the Confederations Cup for having won the last Gold Cup. And then we send like a B team to the Gold Cup and almost made it all the way to the finals. We lost to Jamaica, which if you remember, I podcasted about that and we should not be losing to Jamaica. Oh, but what did the U.S. do then? Oh, yeah. They decided, oh, we'll start off the group stages with a B team. But since we're allowed to call up our starters, we're going to do that so we can guarantee victory. And you still barely beat Jamaica. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Lord, help me. But this will be the first time the U.S., I believe since the hexagonal, if I'm not mistaken, started in 1998, the U.S. doesn't make the World Cup. Uh, pretty sure they went in 2002. If you remember, that's the year they eliminated Mexico 2-0. Uh, 2006, I'm pretty sure they were there. 2010, 2014. Yeah, it's the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time the U.S. has missed qualifying. Now, Mexico, we all know. It's well known in the history books. Mexico has failed to qualify twice. Nineteen seventy four, I believe, and nineteen eighty two. Two times Mexico has failed to qualify. If you ask the Mexican Federation, one of those is still shady because supposedly the story goes that uh, Mexico had to beat Jamaica in Jamaica to qualify, and um. I'm not 100% sure if it was Jamaica, but it was a Caribbean country to qualify away, of course. Mexico decided to talk smack about beating the other team, and so the fans were doing some kind of crazy night, late night partying, voodoo type shit outside the Mexican hotel, and the Mexican players did not get a good night's sleep, and hence lost against I want to say it's Jamaica. Well, for the purpose of the story, we'll say it's Jamaica. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. But that's how the story goes. I can't remember if that was 74 or 82, but that's why we didn't make it. Well, that's why we lost the game and not made it. Oh, there was other times. Now, Mexico has the second most World Cup participations behind only Brazil. So, we've gone to the World Cup more than any other country except one. But yes, technically we have not gone to other World Cups. One of them, we were banned. And then there was another one we had to withdraw because we didn't go. We chose not to go. And then in 1934, I believe, um, beginning of the Great Depression... Actually, I think those were the two years we didn't go. 34 to 38. 34 and 38, yeah. We were we drew in 38. You know, Great Depression, beginning of the world of World War II. 
make sense. Third world country. Yeah. Uh, 34, we had a team. We were terrible. Uh, qualifying was four teams, basically. Or, you know, there wasn't as many qualifying rounds as now. Teams, national teams back then were less. We sucked. Um, I believe the story goes we could not field a full roster of great players. So we just sent whoever and ended up losing to the U.S. for the first time. U.S. ended up going to that World Cup. So, yeah. Again, failed to qualify as in we sent the best team we could go out there. We could send out there. And they sucked and we failed to qualify. Not, oh, oh, Mexico is in hard economic times. Let's send whoever. Hey, Jose Gonzalez over there. The guy who works at the post office. You. You're the goalie now. Go. Yeah, no. And then being banned and withdrawn from a tournament. No, those don't count. So, officially... Failed to qualify like the U.S. just failed to qualify to 74, 1982. Since the hexagonal started, we've never failed to qualify. We went to 98, we went to 2002, we went to 2006, we went to 2010, 2014, and we're going to go to Russia 2018. And it's funny because I, I was jokingly saying it's like the curse of fucking over the Mexican national team. 2002, U.S. beats Mexico 2-0. They start bragging about it. Uh, guess who's not going to Russia 2018? 2014, first round game. Holland playing Mexico. Holland wins 2-1 on a shady penalty kick call that should have never happened to Schneider. Or I, actually, I think it was Robin that dove in the box, got a PK. Huh, guess who's not going to Russia 2018? Holland. Chile, Go, uh, Copa America, Centenario, beats Mexico 7-0, talk smack, uh, is Chile going to the World Cup? No, they're not, yeah, but speaking of which, let's, let's look at the field, for those who want to, for those fake fans who want to not watch baseball next summer and actually see who they can root for, well, obviously, Russia is going to be there. They qualified. From South America so far, uh, Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina, Colombia are through. Japan, Iran, South Korea, and Saudi Arabia are through from Asia. From Europe, so Europe's qualifying, they have different groups. I believe there's nine groups. The winner of the group goes automatically. The eight best second place teams play each other in a playoff system that I don't know why it's not, uh, you know, one versus eight, two versus seven, and so forth, because they obviously see them. It's a random drawing, but hey, that's not me. That's not, that's, that's not for me to decide. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, Mexico, Costa Rica, and Panama made it. Uh, from Europe, teams that won their groups, Belgium, England, Spain, Germany, Poland, 
Iceland. That was a shut surprise. Portugal, France. Portugal ended up beating Switzerland on the final game to make it. Uh, I believe that's the eight. Uh, the eight. Uh, well, actually, the should be eight. Let me check here. Let me check the stats. Belgium, yes. Germany, England, Spain, four. Poland, Iceland. Oh, Serbia. That's what I'm forgetting. France and Portugal. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And from Africa, obviously, you have Nigeria, Egypt, uh, that are have made it because they're way ahead of their second place teams. Uh, the others have not finished qualifying yet. Uh, their groups are too close to call at this point. But that's what the intercontinental playoffs are. Well, the European playoffs are not intercontinental. Those are just basically, okay, the eight best second place teams are going to play each other. Um, and then see who goes. I believe, I think the ninth second place, second place team that didn't make it was Slovakia in England's group. Uh, but Switzerland is in those playoffs. Northern Ireland, Ireland... Uh, I want to say Greece is in there. Um, I forget who else, but yeah. Uh, they'll fight it out later on to see who qualifies. The Intercontinental playoffs, those change every four years for qualifying purposes. This year, the fifth place in Common Bowl, which is South America, ended up being Peru, will play... The team from Oceania, in this case, it is New Zealand, and the fifth team in Asia, which is Australia, I know, they move Australia to Asia, to give New Zealand more of a chance to qualify, Ugh. Um, so Australia will play the fourth team in CONCACAF, which is Honduras. So, that's how that goes. Uh, I think Honduras might actually not go, because I think Australia has a shot of winning that uh, home and away series. Peru will probably beat New Zealand. I'd be shocked if New Zealand beat Peru. But, on the flip side, oh my god, Argentina almost did not qualify. And I was, I was going to be so much more excited, because Argentina was... In fifth place. Brazil beat Chile. But had Chile not lost to Brazil. Or even. I, I think even if Brazil beat Chile. As long as Argentina. Did not win. Against Ecuador. Chile and Peru would have gone through. And Argentina would have been out. But Peru ended up tying. Chile lost. And Argentina won. So Argentina jumped everybody. Um. And qualified as the third team in, in South America, eliminating Chile. Well, obviously Chile wasn't expected to beat Brazil in Brazil, but Argentina beat Ecuador in Ecuador in altitude. That was kind of a shocker. Messi had a hat trick. Oh man, a World Cup without Messi. Oh, that would have been amazing. Argentina. Oh God, 
If there's a country I can't stand for soccer, it's Argentina. They, oh my God, they brag and they think they're so good, but they're not. Everybody who sucks Messi's balls. Oh, he's the greatest in the world. Yeah, he sucks. He can't win shit with Argentina. He literally almost did not go to the World Cup, okay? And I'm pretty sure Argentina may have pulled some shady business with Ecuador. But that, I'm just speculating at this point. But Argentina has is known for having done shady shit before in World Cups. Oh, Mexi, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Fake American fans that don't know. Um, back in the day, Argentina ended up... I think... Okay. Argentina's two World Cups that they've won were both under shady conditions. The first one, I believe, they ended up winning their group on goal difference, consequently eliminating Brazil, because they had to be a decent Peru team by a lot. I think it had, they had to beat them by at least six goals to outscore Brazil and leapfrog them as first place of the group. And I think the Argentina government bribed the Peruvian government or something like that. And Brazil was pissed because Peru actually had a decent squad that year. Yet somehow Argentina ended up beating Peru 8-1. to And we're like, uh, what? That should not happen. But that is the story. And the second World Cup, if you all remember, that was Maradona's hand of uh, hand of God that did not get called to eliminate England. And yeah, since then they have not done shit. So, and just to put everybody at ease, I'm gonna list, in my opinion, because this was brought up to me by some of you guys, and and how you consider USA Mexico a rivalry. It's not a rivalry to me because Mexico wins the majority of the time. When we don't, it's because either A, we send a B squad, or B, we, the players just don't care. And that drives me nuts. Mexican national team and the Mexican federation half the time don't care and don't put in the effort to send the best players. They like to send, oh, Chicharito plays in Europe, let's send him. No. Chicharito is playing for West Ham. He's not even the one of the top scorers in the Premiership. He should not have any business being called out to the Mexican national team. When you have local Mexican players who are doing way better. But yeah, somebody asked me, and I, I'm, you know, I would not put USA Mexico even in my top ten rivalries as far as soccer national team rivalries are concerned. Top of that list is Brazil, Italy, uh, England, Argentina, England, Germany, um, Brazil, Argentina. Shit, I'll even throw in Hungary, Serbia, or aka Yugoslavia from back in the day. Uh, England, France. Uh, let's see, England, France, Portugal, Spain. Um, France, Germany. Uh, England, Italy. That technically would go in there. Uh, 
and um, yeah, I want to say uh, I'm missing another Brazilian one in there. Uh, trying to think, uh, missing uh, an important one there. Uh, well, technically, because the United Kingdom is kind of split, you could argue. England, Ireland, but nah, I wouldn't put that in my top ten either. Um, you could technically argue for a France, Italy, or Italy, Germany, but uh, wouldn't necessarily put that in my top ten. Um, trying to think. Uh, well, yeah, you could technically throw. I mean, okay, Argentina, Uruguay. I almost forgot that has to be thrown in there. Mainly because back in the day, Uruguay actually won some World Cups, and in Copa America, they always they have the most Copa Americas. Well, in Brazil, obviously, but Brazil is not the team with the most Copa Americas. So you can argue those. Um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure Asia and Africa might have some. But again, no, it's not. I wouldn't. I mean, Africa probably has some among themselves. So like Nigeria, Cameroon, technically. Uh, Yeah, I guess I could put that ahead of USA, Mexico. Um. Well, Greece, Turkey, but not so much soccer-wise. I mean, that's more of a political thing. I mean, Greece, Turkey don't always play each other, anyways. So I would not, I would not consider that. So yeah, those are my top ten. Um, if you had to give me a top twenty, USA, Mexico, yeah, I guess I could throw that in there. But like I said. I always root for Mexico, men's national team, Mexico, women's national team, U.S. That's just how it goes. So, I am so sorry that all all you fake fans are going to have to just sit down next summer and watch your baseball. Aww. Aww. I'm so sad. But you're all more than welcome and more, you know, the more the merrier. You all can come watch Mexico in Russia. And actually, technically, if you think about it, we did you a favor. You really think you're going to go to Russia and not have any issues? I mean, I know Trump likes the Russian president, but you know, I'm pretty sure he's not on the team. Uh, And, oh my god, that post-game interview by Arenas was just terrible. I don't... (laughs) He looked like he didn't know what to say. I'm like, um, our, I would have been like, our team sucked. He was like, turn out your bigger play their asses off. Uh, no. You, they got a, a, a own goal because your defender's an idiot. And they pulled that second goal out of their ass. You should have still won that game. It's not like you don't have places in the U.S. where it, it doesn't constantly rain. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. 
So, plus, how about you pick a home fortress, okay, and stick to it. Just have it always be New York or always be in Seattle. You can act, Actually, that would benefit you because Seattle's a big stadium. You can always play in Seattle and probably win every single home game. Because that's all it takes. You wish we send three teams automatically, and the fourth goes to the playoffs against somebody else. So basically, four out of the six qualify. I mean, you guys can't make the world the the World Cup being four out of, you know, the best four out of six, and yet you want to say, hey, let's combine with the common bowl to make one big qualifying group. Yeah, you guys will never make it. Terrible traveling team. And the future for U.S. soccer doesn't look bright because you won't have all your nice little stars. Somebody actually points like, well, uh, I've never liked national teams. I watch MLS and I think MLS is better. MLS will get stronger. No. No, I mean, the MLS needs to get rid of all these nonsense rules. Well, number one, yeah, it's going to get more teams and, you know, it might get a little bit better. But just because it can lift three pound weights as opposed to one pound weight does not mean it is strong. Okay? Yeah. No. No. No, 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 no. But, hey, what do I know? I like, I know, I, I like, I, I like how people think I don't know what I'm talking about. But when it comes to... There's two things you never want to argue with me. Soccer and wrestling. Hands down, you get your ass kicked in either or. If you want to present decent arguments, and some people do know what they're talking about. Yes, thank you. Some people flat out said, yeah, we sucked. We need to do better. Yes, that is a good fan who knows what they're talking about. If you can tell me position by position what is wrong with the U.S. national team and what we should do better and know your history, yes, I will entertain a, a healthy discussion with you But when you don't watch Soccer as much as I do And then come to me with Oh I googled this I googled that This is actually what happened Yeah Um No Sorry No 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 Don't you have football to watch? Yeah Let's Move along Um And if you don't even know How the qualifying Rounds work Without having to look it up yeah, if you don't know the soccer history and the history of the World Cup without having to Google it, no, sorry. Yeah. Well, now I'm guess I guess I'm gonna root for Germany because I, uh, I have German ancestors and well now we're not in the World Cup so I'm gonna root for Germany. Really, if you can name me the starting lineup for Germany. I'll allow it. No? Then then no. Just don't watch it. We'll watch the World Cup for what it is. Do, do what I do. When my Lakers are terrible. I love my Lakers. But we're terrible. But I enjoy watching other teams because they have players that I enjoy watching. This is why people get confused. They see me enjoying watching Steph Curry and think I'm a Golden State Warrior fan. No, I'm not. But I love watching Curry, Clay, and Durant, and Draymond. I love watching their kind of basketball. I used to love watch Le- watching LeBron when he started. Then he became an asshole. I love watching Kyrie. 
I actually think Kyrie was the better player on the Cavs, and now he's in Boston. I will enjoy watching Kyrie in Boston, even though I'm not a Celtics fan. And I hate the Celtics. I enjoy watching certain players. I enjoy watching Cristiano Ronaldo play and Gareth Bale. But once Welsh and once Portuguese. So I doesn't mean I root for Portugal or Wales. Yeah. It is what it is. Those who know can come talk and have healthy discussions. Those who don't know and just watch the games. Oh, because it's the U.S. Oh, I'm patriotic. Oh, no. Go back to watching baseball. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, baseball is officially over. Yay. Uh, so, I don't know what you're going to watch. Well, thank God you have football that's still going on and basketball. But, hey. Next summer, you can watch the Russian World Cup from your couches like everybody else and root for... Just a good match. Don't be jumping on people's bandwagons because we don't want you. Okay? Case closed. Well, that is all for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this lecturing and schooling on how the World Cup works and how Mexico is going to the World Cup and the USA is not. As always, check us out on SoundCloud, Mexican Matters, on uh, iTunes. As always. Oh, and a special shout out to the Germans who somehow have become the second country out of all the countries to listen to the podcast. Bravo, Germans. Bravo. I I applaud you. I don't know how you did that, but now you're in second place jumping France, England, and Arsabayang. I don't know how that happened, but sure. Um, but yeah, check us out on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, on Snapchat, Supermex, on YouTube, Supermex, Facebook, aka the Mexican, at SuperAssholeMex on Twitter. Send us messages, concerns, comments, questions, and we'll entertain your thoughts. And as we proved in the hexagonal, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. See you next time, bitches. And see you in Russia, 2018.